Welcome to Span Reads, not your typical Reed Reads podcast, a 17th charge series where we reread the Cosmere and are giant nerds about it. Today, we'll be talking about Shadows of Self. Joining me is Jess. Hello, I'm Lady Lameness. Ian. Hey, I'm your writer. Rosemary. Hello, I'm Kamith. And Ben. Hello, you also know me as Overlord Chibus. And I am Mish, Michelle, uh, and First Rainbow Rose. This episode's spoiler policy is full spoilers for Mistborn Era 1, Alloy of Law, and Shadows of Self. Today, we will be discussing the magic and the magic interactions for the book. Where do we want to start? Ian's so excited. (laughs) So, where in alloy of law we got an expansion of allomancy and frucamy in the in the form of twinborns this book focuses more on hemalurgy uh so we have the reintroduction of the candra to the series which are hemalurgic constructs you put two spikes into a mistrath and you get a candra usually those are uh, a pair of tin spikes is the blessing of awareness a pair of iron spikes is the blessing of potency a pair of copper spikes is the blessing of presence, and a pair of zinc spikes is the blessing of stability. Those are the four hemallergic metals that steal human attributes. They don't steal alamancy or frucumi or anything crazy like that. It's like it's like your inherent strength, like your inherent speed, that sort of thing. In this book, we find out that Kandra don't need two spikes to maintain sentience, though they do need them to maintain sanity. As Palm is running around throughout the whole book with only one spike at a time, which had negative impacts on her mental state. Yeah, you could say that. Killing people is generally bad. And she has also figured out some way of using allomancy and frucumi, um, like a, a spike that grants allomancy or frucumi to make a candra, which nobody has figured out before this. Brandon has made implications that there is something special about candra spikes that make them candra spikes. They're not just two random spikes shoved into a mistrath. Like there's something special there. What that specialness is. We don't know because Brandon hasn't deigned to tell us. Yeah, because it, it's a pair of spikes, isn't it? It's a, a single blessing is two spikes, and we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't even know if they have the same type of charge. They may. Yeah. E- it may require each of them to steal something slightly different. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they're yeah. always the same type of metal. Yes, they are the same type of metal, but we know that those types of metal can steal different attributes. Uh, like like, each each type of metal spike i think has different not for these not for these are the ones that steal a very specific thing Mm. let me i think tin steals physical attributes like the all the ones that say zed kept in his rings my understanding was that's what tin spikes could do Tin steals senses yeah so things like vision and hearing yeah so it's based iron steals strength tin steals senses Zinc steals emotional fortitude, copper steals mental fortitude and intelligence. I do wonder how Palm was getting these powers for herself, because presumably she's using the special spike that she had, but she only had one of them. And there's a point in the book where it's talked about how she would have to 
pull it out, but then fall back on it. Fall back onto it. Yeah, oh, yeah, on a different like, one. Yeah. I, I don't oh, know yeah, she had only had one extra god metal spike, or if there was some way to alloy that particular god metal to different spikes to give Alamancy to a Chondra. The impression I got was like she had multiple of yeah, those those spikes. She only had one in them at a time. That makes a lot more sense than what I was thinking of. She only had one and had to somehow take it out, get the thing, and put it back <laughs> in. <laughs> that, yeah, the logistics on that would be very difficult. Yeah. In hindsight, uh, yeah. your explanation is a lot simpler and makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, Why I'm I always, here. I always pictured it as a yank it out, tuck it, and then garble, you know, like melt into goop onto it, goop onto you know, it, yeah. goop onto the ground that she has set it up so that the the spike is right there. The goop goes, ooh, there's a thing, suck, 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 back yeah. into a regular yeah. person. Yeah, because yeah. it's like Kendra are fluid, so it's like as long as like when she goops herself, like she's touching the spike, like it's going to get incorporated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and give her enough awareness to make a human body. So it makes me wonder if the, the thing that turns a spike into a blessing is separate from the the thing that the spike grants. Like, could she have gotten a bunch of, uh, like, trillium spikes, made them blessings, and then charged them with different powers? Um, no. Or whether she was able to charge them with powers and turn them blessings into the same time, if that's what required i wonder if it's required that it be like forged because when you're forging metal you always have to like a uh liquid involved and i wonder if what makes a contra blessing a blessing is that you have to forge it and the goop of a different contra oh i thought i was thinking you were going to forge it in blood <laughs> well but contra don't have blood so do essentially that with uh but with the spike I think that that's a body because that totally would work then, apparently. Intent plays a huge part mm -hmm. in stealing attributes. What if yeah. it also plays a part in the original creation of the Chondra? You have to be intending to turn this mistrace into a Chondra the first time you use the spikes. And that might be why the Chondra are so tuned to their exact spikes. Because you can't even, I don't think you can even switch out a Chondra spikes for one of the same blessing, it, they're still going to reject them. So yeah. it, it's very tuned to them, which tells me that there might be something involved in the intent when creating the Chondra originally. Kendra spikes are like blessings are like attuned to a specific individual. So it's like using someone's another Kendra spikes, like without already having your own, which um, Tensoon does in era one, like. He has his spikes and then he also has Orisur's spike. It doesn't, like, if he had got, he couldn't have gotten rid of his own and just used Orisur's spikes. That would have caused some Probably sort of issue that we don't know. Yeah. I'm now curious what would happen if Chondra had a third spike. I think if they've got the two originals, I think the, the third one wouldn't have identity problems like the, the next book kind of goes into. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess why you why not just give them an Alamancy or Furukami spike? Wouldn't that just work? I don't think they But do. apparently it doesn't. Apparently it doesn't, so maybe they don't well, have the right bind points for them. Well, no, because we, we see that Kendra can use Alamancy and Frukami based off of spikes. It's, I don't think the Lord Ruler ever told the, the Kendra 
how to make a blessing that grants allomancy and fruit. He didn't tell them the secret process mm-hmm. because the Lord Ruler provided all of the Kandra spikes for every generation. He just gave them to the Kandra and then they distributed yeah. the spikes. And that's why they're scared, uh, not scared, but that's why they can't really um, repopulate and create more Kandra because they just didn't know. I wonder like, if one of their folks, people die, are those blessings then just completely unusable, even if they had another mistrace to try it on? That is an excellent question that Brandon has not answered. Or would that mistrace have some of the old Chandra's memories floating around? Something what? I wonder with the Trellium spikes is whether it's kind of like the other spikes, I think, where you can only do it once and then it's got that charge and that's mm-hmm. it. I wonder if the Trellium spikes you can use the same one multiple times and change the attribute in it. I don't see anything necessarily that indicates that, but who knows? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all this talk of spikes, you know, brings some other questions on what exactly did Bloody Tan do to Lessie? Did he stick her with a, uh, a trellium spike to connect her to Trell? Did he take one of her other spikes away? Did she even know where her original spikes were hidden? Because we don't know how exactly she got the new ones or what went on. Uh, We don't know who found her. We don't know if it was Pan who infected her with with Trell or if someone dug her up later uh, from her grave or if she was just wandering around upset and someone came and found her there's a lot that we still don't know as to how exactly she got it and yeah. we don't know was tan did tan have an extra spike did, did, did tan have a spike period that See, didn't necessarily grant him power but caused trell to be able to whisper to him did miles have a spike hidden somewhere that turned him that, that made him so different from what he used to be I so there are a lot of questions I assumed that when he sees Bloody Tan at the beginning, that was Lessie. That was uh, no, Plum. Uh, no, Bloody Tan was holding Lessie captive yeah. in in that prologue. So, yeah, no. uh, oh, that's yeah. what you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about in this book. Well, oh no, not this book. Sorry, I was bouncing oh. back to Ella of Law. I didn't tell you. No, you're good. But <laughs> it's an interesting thought of how did she get the spike? Mm, I don't. Yeah. And who else might have had them? Because I honestly almost wonder if she, looking at how absolutely livid she is about the fact that Harmony forced him back to the city, I wonder if she had two spikes in her at the point when, or in the prologue. Was she already rebelling at that point? And only going around with one spike, because I don't think that she, I get the feeling that what it was, was she was told very early in, send him back. And she was like, no, no, I won't. I love him. No. And then it isn't until she dies that he goes back. So I wonder if she had stopped listening and pulled out one of her spikes before then. I I, I don't think so. I think as of the alloy of law prologue is like, she was still a quote-unquote loyal servant. It's only after that where, like, she saw, like, the repercussions. Like, because, like, she, I don't think she wanted to do what she did. 
but I mm-hmm. think she did it because like Harmony told her to. And then is like the fallout of that is like is what led her down that path of like Harmony's isn't going about this the right way. Like Harmony needs to be dealt with. And, and I mean, a lot of what she does and what I was about to say needs to wait for episode four. But uh, I, I mean, she we just don't know exactly what happened when. And there are still a lot of unanswered questions around mm-hmm. what happened and how Bloody Tan was able to move the way he did. We've been discussing the Trellium Spike throughout all this because that's what the fandom refers to it as. It's like this is the silvery metal with like red blotches in it that is described in this book it's not named but it's not a metal harmony recognizes and and i guess i can get into into my little my little rant here is Mm -hmm. that at some point it should have occurred to them because miles was all in on this whole trail thing and the set is connected to this trail. Leslie slash Palm was connected to this trail thing. Why did it never occur to them to ask more questions about those spikes? Um, e- even if they didn't do it at like between books, by the time they started learning things in the next book, it should have at least occurred to them to go, hey, maybe we should exhume Miles' hundred lives and check to see if there is a weird spike in him to find out whether this influence is messing with us on multiple fronts because that's what my 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 brain wants to know i know at least for wax he very much was like nope i'm out i'm not dealing with any of this anymore screw you harmony screw you Kandra. i don't want anything to do with you yeah that is fair marisi to check or one of them should have thought gee i wonder if miles was maybe being influenced by something because we know that spikes could cause ruin to talk to people it it allowed a connection between them and ruin if the spike is made out of the god metal then I would think that would forge a pretty strong connection between the god providing the metal and whoever it is shoved into. I'm sure that Lessie had someone whispering in her ear the whole way. Why is nobody looking into that further? To change text slightly to another application of hemology, in era one, we we knew of three hemologic constructs. Like these are entities that don't just have like an extra ability like tacked onto them. It's like they have been physiologically changed in some way and are no longer what they were before. These are obviously the Kandra, like who were mistrates and became something else. And then it's the Coloss and the Steel Inquisitors who were human and are no longer. This book, we get some really freaky looking things that are not named in the book, but Brandon has, we, we refer to them as hemallergic um, chimeras. Brandon told us to call them that because that's why he was thinking of them as, but it's not technically canon yet, which are created from a single spike from humans into something that is very disturbing. If you see the Mistborn Adventure game has an illustration of one of these, and it's terrifying. Uh, but the interesting thing about that is the Steel Ministry during the Final Empire did a lot of hemallergic experimentation trying to find new hemallergic constructs. And they did not find any, even though it's been going on for over a thousand years. Because it's very hard to figure out what what spikes are required in the right bind points to create a construct. So the fact that Palm 
invented a new contract is a kind of a big deal. Someone mm. was whispering in that to her ear too. Someone who knew stuff. Uh, this one kind of like adjacent interesting thing because uh, people are th- still theorize about whether Mistwraiths survive the Katasendra. Kata yes. And um, I find Melon's discussion of spikes in this book to be, I maybe it was this book, maybe it wasn't this book, maybe it was the next one. But I, I find, anyway, the discussion of her saying that it's why the fact that they don't know how to recreate the spikes is why they can't make new children. Not there aren't any other mistress for them to turn into new Chandra. They don't know how to make it. And that is an implication that there may well be still mistress around and the Chandra are keeping tabs on them. Uh, I was really excited to see Steel Furukami in this book because I, I, I really want to know more about Steel Furukami. And I think a just Steel Furukami, uh, this is a speed uh attributes to someone who can move very fast i think it's a very interesting magic and i want to see more of it and i want to see villains using it because i mentioned it's a very hard thing for a hero to fight against and someone can just I mean, break the sound arrow <laughs> show that i mean it really well with how hard it would be to fight against because they're just like we think something happened oh oh somebody was moving really fast Uh oh thank you for watching you can find us at 17thstar.com for all the news discussion theories and fun you could ever want you can find us on facebook twitter soundcloud you can leave us a review on itunes you can subscribe on facebook and you can also support us on patreon see you next time Bye. 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 Bye.